Alright, welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us yet again. Another episode of Mustard MMA. Big, big goings on in the USC world this week. Young Matthew, how are you doing this week? Sun's out. You feeling good? Been out of the weekend? I've been out. I've been out, son. Oi, oi. I've been out. It was, it was, it was a tough one to take. It's a, it's an all-day session at the pub. You know, it's like you get excited. Yeah, yeah. And, Blow your beans a bit too early. I think I did, and I've been there before. Trust me. I was just feeling it on Sunday. You know, oh, what I mean, you just, yeah. yeah. You go from bottles at home, a couple. It's not the same, is it? At two p.m. Yeah, not the same. Not the same. Yeah. Oh, good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I ate my body weight in. Uh, Fried chicken on Sunday nice. and tried to watch the fights, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Joe, how are you? Yeah. Looking star with your slick back, almost Goodfellas style <laughs> barnet. I mean, you haven't been down the barbers just yet, have you? No. No, I, I, I think I'm getting attached to it, you know. It's, it's grown out a little bit. I haven't been able to get it cut for a year. I don't know, I don't know, I can't, don't know if I can let it go anymore. It's, it's, become, a, it's become a part of me, you know. Well, it is a part of you. It's it was, attached to the head. That is true. That is true. But it does look good, I've got to say. I've got to say <laughs> to it. Um, and you've gone past it sort of needing a hairband. It's not getting in your eyes or anything there, Joe. It's actually looking like a, a fully formed, well-oiled barnet. That's it. So I'm liking it. That's it. Just like young Robert Whitaker looked like a fully formed, well-oiled fighter at the weekend, didn't he, young <laughs> sir? <laughs> Ah, oh, what a segue that was. He did look good, Joe, but as I said, I had some dodgy internet connection. I've obviously just moved into my gaff, so I've got no real Wi-Fi at the minute. So you're going to have to talk me through this one, Joe. I heard he looked good. He got the win. Talk yeah, well, you've seen, you've, seen, you've seen parts, haven't you? And to be honest, if you've seen a round or two, then you know how the fight went in all round, five rounds, to be honest. Whitaker looked good as you just popped up. You look, uh, well, we won't comment on what you look like. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do I look like? I don't know. You look like you've got some sort of plant on your head. <laughs> I have. Hold on. <laughs> Let me open my blind. You know what I mean by looking like a silhouette in a... Yeah, like you're on Crime Watch. Yeah. Witness. Crime Watch, that's it. Not Watchdog. No, but uh, back to Robert Whitaker. Is that... Go on, Bobby Nuts. I oh, know, that's your uh, local team shirt, isn't it? What are they called? The Vikings this or is, something? This is... No, nah, uh, obviously in light of the Super League. My girlfriend's from Edinburgh and we got ah, this yes. as a birthday present. This is a Hibs top, Joe. The old Hibernian, uh, eh? So you're swapping Tottenham is. for Hibs because uh, Tottenham are nah, somehow, it's a, it's somehow a, snuck into the European Super I League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a massive coincidence I'm wearing this, to be fair. It's, it's a disgrace, but what wasn't a disgrace was Robert Whitaker's performance. Go on, continue. <laughs> yeah, to, uh, he... he um, you know, Gastelum is top level, but a bit of a dodgy run recently. Whitaker just looked a level or two above him, to be honest. Looked better in the striking, looked better with the wrestling. So it was an all-round cracking performance, to be honest. Whitaker, every single round, 5-0. You know, nothing to say. Obviously, didn't get a finish, but like we just we mentioned very briefly before we came on, you're going you're gonna to do well to stop Kelvin Gastelum, aren't you? No one really has. Adesanya hasn't stopped him, so... You know, I don't think you can criticise Robert Whitaker too much, and I think it's a title shot next. I think there was a, all that talk about how he doesn't really want the title shot next and that kind of stuff. You know, I don't think he ever really said that. To be honest, I think he was being quite clever and intelligent with how he went about it. So um, he's come out and said, "No, he wants it now." So I think that's the logical step now. Really, to be honest, Marvin Vittori might have a little bit something to say, 
But when you compare the two performances, Vittori and Whitaker, Whitaker, Whitaker was levels above, and you would think Whitaker would deal with Vittori as well. So I think it's a title shot now. So I guess you're looking at the questions. Does he have a chance against Izzy second time round? Does he improve too much? I will say, I mean, Bisbing during the commentary mentioned that one of the reasons Whitaker looked better was because he wasn't sort of jumping in so much. I do think he still was doing it a little bit. Maybe he started off more and then got his bearings a bit and calmed down later later on. But I guess, you know, he's explosive, Robert Whitaker, and he? he jumps in, he's got that jab, and he fires, jumps in with that jab, and obviously that was kind of his undoing beforehand. So what do you reckon about his chances up against Izzy? Do you want to see it next? Probably makes sense. And how's he going to get on? Uh, he's, he's got to get it next, isn't he? I mean, there's no one else in there. He's just constantly number one. He can't just keep buying... <laughs> Number twos, number threes, number fours, number fives. And you look at Vittori. Yeah, Vittori's on a good little run, but you compare them to the last three that Whitaker's fought. Who is it? Cannoneer, Till. Hermanson. And now Gasolini. Uh, yeah. He deserves the shot. He's, he, I think Till would have got it if he beat Vittori, but obviously Till's out. So Whitaker's clearly going to fight. Is he next? I think he's got a decent chance, Joseph. Really, yeah. I do. I think he just didn't show up in the last one. It was, what is it, a record uh, live attendance. He was a champion. There was a lot made of him, sort of being under pressure, being champion. I just, I don't think he showed up at all. And I think that he's made the improvements we've seen them in the last three fights, haven't we? I think he's definitely got the tools. And I think a big thing that we can take from the Blahovich fight is that Izzy's wrestling really isn't up to the standard of a lot of the division. And I think Whitaker showed on Saturday night he's got some good takedowns. So yeah. maybe that's something he can adopt and implement into his game plan going forward. And Look at the boxing as well. He's very brought in uh, to Zeus um, into his training camp as well. So he's improved every aspect of his game since that last fight. And I think he's got a good chance. I think it's the fight to make. And I think we might see a couple more out of these two, not just uh, the rematch. Yeah, and obviously it's a massive fight, isn't it, in that part of the world. They can sell out huge stadiums there as well. And you are right. I mean, I was I fancied Robert Whitaker going into the first fight. So it's one of those things where if you kind of if you invest in something, so to speak, for the right reasons, then just because you take a little bit of a hit at some point, there's no reason to kind of completely flip and change your mind. So I think it would be, I do think it would be quite an even fight. I think you're right. I think Whitaker maybe might just be in a little bit more of a, a better headspace at the moment. And is he coming off a loss as well? Kind of, he's having to deal with that. We, even if he's okay with it, it's still something that you got to kind of think about at one point at least, haven't you? And get through. So no, I do, I do think he's got a good chance. So that'd be the next one. Rest of the card, you say you didn't see see much. We obviously picked out a little gem last week, a potential gem. That was Romanov up against Espino. First two rounds, not too bad, I thought. First round even. Second round, Romanov landed some big shots on the ground, didn't he? he? He's a bit of a beast. And then, obviously, took a bit of an illegal blow in the third round, had to lie down and thought, you know what? I've had enough of this. That'll do me. I'll have the victory and I'll, uh, I'll see you later. Two, two and a bit rounds, that'll do. So... Good night all round, really, for the man. I think they took a leaf out of my book Saturday afternoon and just uh, blew my beans after 10 minutes and <laughs> had enough and had to lie down. But yeah, I mean, it was an exciting fight, but they just got knackered. They were absolutely shattered. Yeah. Good little hidden gem for you there, Joe. I can't believe out of all the fights I picked, I watched two fights. I watched as much as the main event as I could and this one. <laughs> and um, before, before I'd had enough, um, yeah, it was banter. Pure banter, kicking the bollocks, five minutes on the floor, and pick up the victory. Quality stuff. Yeah, he couldn't bend his leg or something, I think he was saying, which, I mean, that must 
It must have got. I don't know how long his uh, what's the name is, but <laughs> I mean, even that, or like a bollock has gone. It's like it's gone somewhere it shouldn't be, and <laughs> it's, tra- it's it's blocking his leg. I don't know, God knows. But uh, that was decent. That was decent. Lalowski was on there as well. Tight, tight one. This Lalowski came away came away with a win. You just you just can't get rid of him, really, can you? Old Andre, but you know it's a big opportunity for Chase Sherman back in the UFC. Second fight in close. Probably should have won. Really, maybe I think it was a split decision. Which is, you know, it was close. Like I say, I think I missed opportunity for Chase Sherman there. If you're not beating your Olofskis, you're not probably going on to too many great things. But someone who's bounced back, obviously Gerald Mearshart. We always struggle to say that name. Maybe remember him more recently from his fight against Hamzat. That was Hamzat's second or third fight. Sparked him up at middleweight. One punch. And uh, Mishart got a first round submission in this one. The, the geezer was, uh, they had him up against the cage and shot for a takedown and left his head in there. Mishart snuck that guillotine on and kind of pulled in the guard and couldn't let go. So, fantastic little win for Mishart there. Otherwise, Matthew, I mean, you had your internet troubles. We can't blame you for that. But it wasn't the wasn't the best of cards, if I'm being honest. A lot of decisions. A lot of decisions. I think maybe Mishart might have been the only finish and the early bath in the Romanov-Espino fight, of course. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like I missed a, a good one Yes, Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right, then. So, should we have a little look at the news? Go in there, son. So, as always, we start with a serious business up first, and that is the fight announcements that we've got going on this week. As always, plenty to get through. Gregor Gillespie, first up, our man who we are, well, I'm a big fan of. Obviously, his fight got cancelled for COVID reasons very recently, so he's back against Diego Ferreira on May the 8th. That's one to look forward to. But one I know you're definitely looking forward to, Matthew, and I know everyone out there is also looking forward to it as well. Big Jan Blachowicz, the Polish power. Going up against Glover, who we all love as well. This is a matchup we've all been dying to see. Two old lads at the at the peak of their career going at it, UFC 266. So not until September, a big time to wait. That's fair. That's what the big lads do, don't they? They need a they need time to get that cardio in and, <laughs> and recover a bit, don't they? But uh, oh. go on, your thoughts on this one? I love it. I love it. The Werther's original derby. Can't <laughs> be it. Two old lads going yeah. at it. It's the one we want to see, isn't it? I mean, yes, it's not going to bring in the casuals. It's not going to hit ah, the mainstream media. But who gives a bloody damn? You know? <laughs> uh, Jan and Glover. We, this is the one. Glover deserves it. He's been. Around, I can't believe he's actually managed to get another shot. It was years ago he got one against John Jones. What is it? 2013, something like that. Uh, maybe even earlier. And he's come back and still got one eight or nine years later against Jan, another man who we didn't expect to even be close to a title pitcher. So this is just a perfect fairy tale. Whatever happens, I think if Jan gets another win, he's up there, probably one of the most winningest, as the Americans say, yeah. like heavyweight champions. No, it probably would um, be. But if Glover gets it done, talk about a fairy tale. That's one of your biggest ever. So I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for that one, Joe. I hope that tops the bill as well. I hope we don't get a, get that pushed down with like a, a Connor fight or anything like that. I hope that heads the bill at 266. Another title fight, the one before UFC 265, Amanda Nunes. She's got another a, a, a prey, piece of prey lined up. And, uh, Juliana Pena, I think she called for it, didn't she? Pena last time said she was next in line. So I guess she is, she's got the fight. Any real comments on this? Going to be a, another showcase for Nunes, I want to say. I, I kind of like it. I always thought Pena back in the day, she was calling out Ronda Rousey and getting slated for it. But um, she's always had confidence in herself when she went away. I think she had a baby. Um, so she's come back. She's had a couple of mixed results, hasn't she? But of late, she's won a few. 
I think it's a decent fight. It's a good test for Nunes and uh, someone that Nunes hasn't fought at Bantamweight, um, yeah. which is novel. But you're probably right. I think it will be a showcase for her, but I don't think it'll be any. I don't think it'll be as easy as some of her recent ones up at featherweight. So I think this will be a tougher test, a bit more of a grappling heavy fight. Um, but you've got to expect her to get a win and she she's looked unstoppable. Yeah, well, hopefully it is a tougher test because these girls, if they can go out there and fair enough, you might not get the win. You can push it, maybe sneak a 4-1, 3-2 loss, like rounds if you can. You're going to get a rematch, aren't you? Sort of guaranteed. So it's it's money in the bank, isn't it? So, you know, I'd like to see it. Hopefully you build a little bit of a rivalry there as well, didn't you, in certain certain ways. So that'd be good. Another man who had a... I think he had to drop out of, out of a fight recently, didn't he? Brad Rydell? I think someone in his well, camp has got COVID. Is... Go on. You sent, you sent the notes over, Joe. Uh, Gregor Gillespie's fighting Diego Ferreira and Brad Rydell drew Doba. Yes. I swear Gregor Gillespie was meant to fight Brad Rydell a couple of weeks ago. And now they just... Yeah, that's right. What's it? Paired off. They've paired off, haven't they? I don't know what's happened. That was the one that I had no idea was off until I watched the fights. Um, but yeah, weird one. Joe, who's he fighting? Drew Doba. Drew Doba, yeah. Obviously lost to Makachev last time out. And I don't know, maybe... Obviously they put this one, Rydell against Doba, on the pay-per-view, 263. So I don't know. Would is it is it Doba's got the main power after that defeat to defeat to Makachev? That makes sense, does it? So now he fights a prospect, Bad Rydell. God knows. Yeah, strange one. Good fight though. All, all no, it is a good one. All in our own respect, of good names. Um, Drew Doba needs to get back on the horse quickly. Then he that was probably a very demoralising outing. Mm. Just getting dominated for what was say it, so. twelve minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and Brad Rydell, good prospect. So yeah, great fight. We'll see where both of them are at. Um, at two six three. And another big one on there, Joe. Your mate, Ilya Latifi. Yeah, obviously sticking around at heavyweight. This one, he had a, it was during the um, pandemic, I believe, that he made the step up, wasn't it? Just looking for a fight, that sort of thing. Stuck around. He's he's quite undersized, doesn't he, for for heavyweight? And Tana Bosa is a little bit of a machine. He's a bit of an up and comer himself. So, you know, at the moment, I probably fancy Bosa to get the win. But Latifi is a wily old vet with plenty of grappling and plenty of stifling ability. So. That's a good fight as well, to be fair. Yeah, I, again, when you sent through the notes, I had to, to be honest, I had no idea he was still active, young Elia Latifi. <laughs> but you've got to love these uh, these lads when they get older who just sack off the weight cut. They're like, no, yeah. particularly yeah. heavyweight. They're like adding about a good 30, 40 pounds. It's like, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't, more, I, I'm not sure if Latifi's even six foot. No, nah, he's not. He's no. all right, meatball. Yeah. Ones put in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That is right. Yeah, I remember that very. Is that a link to Sweden? Good times. <laughs> it could be, couldn't it? It is. It is now, yeah. <laughs> and one more, though. Uh, one, of, one of the most sort of unlikely pieces of news, fight-wise. And yeah. a great one for a Brit. Yeah, came out today. Davy Grant, after his fantastic little run that he's, that he's going on at the moment, putting people to sleep as well. Got a big, big fight, I think, against Cheeto Vera, June 19th. Obviously, Cheeto Vera's name is out there. He's obviously got big wins himself. Huge opportunity for David Grant and on, on the role that he's on at the moment in the kind of twilight of his career. Everything's going right for him at the moment. You can't put it past him, so I'm, I'm buzzing for that one. Yeah, it's a strange one for Vera. I thought you would think he'd be after getting a win over O'Malley. Yeah. Looking top 10 and trying to fight someone up there, but maybe he just wants to get a fight in. But David Grant, what an opportunity for him. I think Vera's ranked, isn't he? He's definitely ranked. Definitely in that top 15. I can't be sure, but what Must an opportunity be, yeah. for him. When you talk about people in the twilight of their career, Late bloomers, Yan, Glover. Grant can get a win here. He's in the top 10 of a absolute steaming division. 
and you deserve it because Vera, if you get a win over Vera, you're an animal. So I'm buzzing for him. He's so he's such a sweet old geezer, isn't he? Yeah, just a lovely bloke, isn't he? Just love him. And I just want to see DC talk to him and not understand a word he's yeah. saying. <laughs> All right, then. So that's a serious business done. We'll move on to the entertainment section. Obviously, we're your girl, LK. And there's only really one place we could go here, Matthew. We've spoken about it a few times. We kind of got sucked in a little bit. I would say, but I mean, I think I think all that's novel, that novelty is worn off now, and it obviously is Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren in the first round at the weekend. Uh, the, the whole thing was just like I didn't buy it. Let me clarify that. Get that out there. Neither did you, Matthew. So we ain't, we ain't paying for this. So just <laughs> just to let you know where we we're not that into it. All right, but found a clip as we as we all have probably. You got to have a look, and you you got to have a little nosy and see what's going on. And, uh, you know, it was, quite, it was a fairly long clip, bit of the before, bit of the after, and obviously the, the one round in between. It was just an absolute shambles from start to finish, wasn't it? Commentary was all over the place. I kind of I kind of think, like, I've always thought, like, oh, you know, swearing is not that bad on TV. Like, imagine, like, when someone gets sparked in the UFC, imagine if someone could just let out a little swear word or whatever. It's like, we all do it. It's all natural, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's, like, one, what they did at the weekend there is one prime example why you're not having swearing, because it was just... I mean, you had Snoop Dogg screaming. You had, uh, was it Pete Davidson saying he's going to come everywhere? Like, it was just, <laughs> that just was complete, my highlight, to be honest. Just complete madness, wasn't it? Uh, the, and the, I haven't even got to the fact that Ben Askren got sparked in the first round, which is slightly embarrassing, I would have thought. Yeah. It's his worst nightmare, I think. You, you look back and think, all right, okay, the Masvidal knockout, could it get any worse? And then, yeah, he can. He get knocked out by a YouTube. Yeah. What is it you were telling me? There was a sapping contest at one point during the card as well. Apparently, apparently, yeah, you had like musical acts. I think Beaver was on there. I think the Black Keys were performing, and I think there was a some sort of slapping contest going on beforehand <laughs> as well. So, I mean, it was just all over the place, wasn't it? Oh, the commentary was shocking. It had Slater from Saved by the Bell on there, I think. <laughs> what was Snoop Dogg doing there? He was like, I, don't I hope know. this is over just in time before I've rolled my blunt or something, he said at one point as well. I mean, I'm pretty sure Joe Rogan's probably said that on a broadcast as well, to be fair. <laughs> but I'd love to hear Brendan Fitzgerald scream and, oh my God, I'm going to come before a fight or something. Can you imagine? Uh, just just mental. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who that bloke was. Who was that? I think I think he was the comedian. They had a comedian, uh, Snoop Dogg, Matt, uh, Slater. <laughs> I think they had a proper commentator. And... Someone else, possibly. Like that was far too many people. First of all, but uh, I mean, yeah. uh, sh- I, I, you know, I thought I thought Askren could lose quite easily, but I thought he would, you know, go out there, look quite shit, not be able to keep up with the more youthful opponent for the first five six rounds, and you know, just lose a lose every round like a decision, just look terrible. And but <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, he looked terrible <laughs> in his performance and in his in his figure. Fair play to him. Aww. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. But. Um, I- I'm sad because he's. I really do like him. He's he's very personable. He's yeah. quite funny. He's eloquent. He takes a loss pretty, or better than anyone. But it's just a shame he he just can't really do it at all. <laughs> at all. And he's got. How can you not do it at all after he, your career? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it is mad. It's like saying like, you're a footballer, but you just can't kick a ball, but you can run or something. That's a terrible example. <laughs> terrible example. If you can think of a better example, yeah. Uh, well, it's like yeah, if you're a footballer but, and then someone's like, kick this rugby ball over those posts, you'd figure it out after an hour? That is that, that is, that is a, an excellent example. Far better <laughs> than my one. But 
yeah, it's, it, it does boggle the mind. Like his competition must have been terrible that he was beaten before. Um, but what it does to me, like you got Masvidal as well getting involved and stuff. It's like Masvidal's bigging up Jake Paul, mugging off Askren. The thing that happened on Saturday night completely devalues his knockout of Askren now. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. I mean, that just puts <laughs> that down in the doldrums completely. It's like, well, of course you knocked him out. Yeah, it's like, I got the fastest, fastest ever knockout. Yeah, well, Jake Paul knocked him out nearly as quick. Yeah, yeah, bang on. So, so Joe, are you, are you going to call out Jake Paul yet or not? Nah, nah, do you know what? I was, I was up for it beforehand, but, you know, it just left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. It weren't. I don't know. I don't know. What about Ben Askren? Yeah, I'll call that Ben Askren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a better chance, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible. I, I, then you get all these, he's calling out Nate Diaz and all that. And it's well, just, now, it's never there's, there's another bloke on there calling out Tyron Woodley, and like they're talking like they're real fighters. Like like you said last time, like this is the fight game. Like this, It's like, oh, all right, mate, you've had like two fights. But what, these are all like boxers and stuff. Like, I'd love to see one of these boxers, so called boxers, boxing coaches, whoever it was. I saw the video you're referring to. Call out an MMA fighter and actually have an MMA fight. But no, they're too scared to. I mean, it's just have an actual fight then if you're going to call someone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. You know what I mean? Should we move on? We done with that? Finished? I've got a good hour on this. No, nah, we've got to put it to bed. People are probably losing their minds. All right. Let's, let's wrap it up then. Go on in. Wrap Go it up, on. son. All right. Well, that is the news for this week. Thankfully, Matthew. Thankfully. Thank the Lord. After a slightly lacklustre UFC card at the weekend and that nonsense we just got through, we got got a massive pay-per-view with three title fights on the card. So, don't get much better than this, does it? Main event? Is that where you want to uh, begin? Well, thankfully, I've got my Wi-Fi up and running on Friday. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, BT don't let me down. So, and yes, let's start at the top. You know, we we weren't up for this one when we got first announced, were we? Usman Masvidal. Nah. But it's grown on me because it's come around so quickly. I was like, oh yeah, all right. Usman's getting a little bit of uh, consistency here. Getting a bit of ring time. We're seeing him a lot more than we used to. And now it's here. I'm buzzing for it. I think it's a great fight. Do you think it's going to go the same way as before? Joseph, talk me through your thoughts. Yeah, do you know what? I'm, I know what you mean. I've, I've slightly warmed to it. I'm not I'm not as uh, into it because no, I don't, I don't really see it go different the way that you can before. I always find myself getting sucked into these kind of things. I always go with my like my heart rather than my head. And the, the story of Masvidal having a full training camp and, you know, he's street Jesus. He still is that man. And he, he's going to, you know, full training camp. He's going to come back. And he's going to show a true version of himself. I would usually fall for that and I would usually get caught right up in it. But I just can't see it this time out. Like, when you look at us, right, Usman, can you say, well, he had to resort to like stamping on the toes. It became a little bit of a meme, didn't it, from what he was doing and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't even... I don't know. What is a camp going to do to help Masvidal deal with that cardio, I guess, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I st- yeah. I, I don't think it's going to stop the takedown, if that's what you mean, or getting him against the cage. And I mean, I, I, I bought into it. I think I bought into it last <laughs> time. I'm, I'm with you, Joseph. It's, I think I'm, I'm still bitter from the Askren, Jake Paul stuff. Yeah. All the narrative shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. And I'm all, I, I think Usman is, is calling him out for a reason. I, I think he probably found that first fight. Because it is a quick turnaround as well, isn't it? It's a quick turnaround, and I think he thought, do you know what, that was pretty straightforward stuff for me. Yeah. It, probably easier than the Burns one, because he had some adversity in that. And Masvidal, he had a bit of jeopardy in the first round, but from there on in, it was pretty plain sailing. I can't really see too much difference from the first fight to this one. But I do think Usman, to actually sort of lay down a marker, rubber stamp the 
The victory is over him. He probably needs to get a finish. And I think he's looked so confident in his stand-ups improved. Look, what is um with what's his name? Burnsy. Who's he with now? The, the, oh, the stand-up coach. Uh, is he with Duke Rufus? No, 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 no. What's his chops? <laughs> One with Gage. Oh, Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of he, he just looked sharp as a tack, didn't he, Joe? With his stand-up he in did. the last no, fight against yeah. Burnsy. The jab was uh, phenomenal. And I think he's a true welterweight, whereas Masvidal's probably a little bit blown up. And I think he's just going to overpower him. And I think he might actually get the finish here. I think he's going to look to uh, rubber stamp his win o- wins over Masvidal and get the finish. I think he might knock him out, Joseph. No, it wouldn't surprise me at all, to be honest, uh, for everything you just mentioned. Have you got any odds for us? I would guess... Well, give, Usman, give, give us a guess. Give us a guess. Usman would, have to, Usman would have to be favourite. I'd probably say he's like 2-1 to one on, something like that. Maybe you get... Evans, Masvidal? Try 4-1 to one on Joseph. He's a heavy, heavy favourite. So, yeah, I think that you're looking at these last couple of victories and they, they are dominant and the people yes. he's beaten are just world class and he's just making it look easy at times. So, yeah, if you want Masvidal, 11-4. You might, if you go no, Masvidal, decent. don't go 11-4. You've got to go for the knockout. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. Odds on that. He's not going to get a decision, is he? So, a knockout you'd fancy maybe early if he just goes balls to the wall and just goes out for it. But this has been all day long, isn't it? I, I, I said it like I said in the last one. I went Burnsy before that. I think I was going for Mazadal. <laughs> I'm fully on the Usman train now. I'm not a hater <laughs> by any stretch, but he's he's world class. He's best. No, I agree. I agree. So one that might be, uh, well, definitely a little bit more closer, kind of with the bookies and in our minds as well, I would have thought that is Whaley Zhang up against Rose Nama Yunas. Fug Rose, one of my favourites. I've always thought she, she is the best in the division. And obviously, Whaley Zhang's come through on a bit of a tear, probably a little bit uh, less experience, possibly, possibly. Uh, obviously, Rose takes big gaps in between her fights m- most recently. So, um, you know, I, I still would say Rose holds the edge in kind of experience and ring, and ring time. And obviously, she's been a champ before. She's been there, done that. And Whaley Zhang's kind of the up-and-comer, isn't it? She's probably, what would you say, a little bit more powerful, a little bit more explosive, perhaps, and then Rose is maybe quicker and more technical and uh, maybe more well thought out, possibly, so I think this is a really good fight, I've been waiting, looking forward to it for a, a long, long time, I've been looking forward to seeing Rose back for a long, long time as well, so I would have to favour Rose, but that's, you know, I think it's toss, toss a coin, really, kind of thing, and I just happen to have more of an affinity with Rose going into this one, I think you could go either way, though. Yeah, the odds suggest that. Yeah, you've got Zhang as a, a slight favourite. 8 to 15, Rose at 6 to 4, Joseph. So, pretty much a coin flip, but just heading in Zhang's favour slightly. Yeah. I think that they're as technical as each other, if I'm honest. I think it's going to be a bit of a bit of a masterpiece to watch in fast forward. It's just going to be one of those. You, the rest are going to have to do a lot to keep up and stay out of the way with this one. I've been looking forward to this. I know you, this is this is your fight you've been looking forward to for, for months since Zhang's yeah. Of, not won years. the belt and you're like, this is the fight to make. Yeah, not not for the last 10 years. I don't think we've been waiting that long. I've been but scouting long, long this kid is... in China. Like, there's this uh, there's this eight-year-old MMA fighter in China. 10 years' this, time. This Zhang girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I know you've been looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it. It's, it's probably the, um, the people's main event, really, isn't it? Because it's the one where we don't really know which way it's going to fall out of the three big title fights. I think they're both as technical as each other. I think Zhang probably has a little bit more power. I think Rose is probably a little bit more well-rounded. She's got the ground game, which is just what she was originally known for. Um, I think she's gonna probably going to have to lean on that if she's going to get something out of this, because I think if she tries to stand with Zhang, I think we saw what she did to Joanna. Yes, we saw what Rose did to Joanna, but 
Zhang did what Rose did to Joanna times 10 because she was uh, she had a big old Swede on her that night didn't <laughs> oh, she that was Swede, the last yeah. fight as well she she's had a big rest that was the last time we saw her isn't it the first yeah it was a long time the last fight before the pandemic hit so yeah had a good old rest she'll be back hopefully as good as ever I'll probably lean towards Zhang in this and but I'd, like you I have a bit of affinity with Rose always liked her like her personality as well hopefully she can get the job done and I think she's going to have to lean on the grappling if she's going to get get it done Definitely highlight of the card for me. People's main event all day long, I think. One below it as well, Shevchenko. She's uh, Valentina Shevchenko. She's got an opponent, Jessica Andrade. Andrade kind of came into the division, what did she win? One or two fights, two, I think. Uh, and then got the title shot. But do you know what? I'm actually looking forward to this one. I think if you look at some of the more recent opponents for Shevchenko, with respect, they've perhaps not been... They haven't posed as much of a threat as I think Andrade could do going into this fight so I'm actually up for this one like I say Shevchenko kind of maybe got some more um, safe might not be the right word but some decisions recently the last couple so I think in this one Andrade is going to come forward and try and take it to her and try and bully her and I think Shevchenko is going to be technical and kind of because of that have some opportunities so I actually think this will be a really good fight and I think Andrade in this weight class can pose a decent potentially even better than that problem for Shevchenko yeah, I think the odds suggest this is a lot a lot more of a lock for Shevchenko than I think me, you and I both think as well. I think this is a lot more even than the bookies are suggesting. I think you've got here Shevchenko 1-4, to four, Joe. Don't like that. Same as Usman. I'll oh, stay clear of that, son. I think Andrade is going to fi- uh, light a fire under Shevchenko's belly, though. So we might see the best of Shevchenko. She hasn't, we haven't really seen her over the last couple of fights. I don't think she's been really sort of buoyed by the names that she's been fighting. I think she's found it a bit too easy. But Andrade, man, she's former champion of the division below, top, top contender in the division above. This is the perfect weight class for her. And she's dangerous. She's got power. We've seen her knock people out clean. And you don't see that very often in yeah. the women's division. So I think this is, uh, this is going to be a great fight. I think this is the one flying under the radar. I think it's, it's all about the people's main event being Zhang and uh, Nama Yunus. This could be fight of the night, I think. So... Yep, strap in for this one, Joseph. Buckle up. I think well, you've got three title fights, right? It's very rare they all retain. So, gun to your head, which one's going to uh, which one's going to be dethroned? Yeah, do you think? Because I think uh, Andrade Shevchenko could be a could be one of them, man. Yeah, potentially. I'd say Zhang Rose would be one of them as well. Maybe I think maybe it's just that main event. I'm just not really. I don't know. I see. I, I probably wouldn't say Andrade has got as much of a chance as maybe you're saying there. Like I'm with you kind of most of the way, but I do still think it's quite quite an outsider, quite an outsider bet. Obviously, it is technically as well, but yeah, no. So I, for me, Rose has got the best chance of beating Zhang out of all of those. But you could go, you could have a little Masvidal Andrade double, Masvidal KO Andrade KO. I mean, KO. That'd, be a, that'd be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, I don't think we should sort of really give any tips because we're not we're not exactly 100 <laughs> yeah, percent in that. Yeah in that area but three title fights it's good to see the, the ladies get a bit of a bit of a spotlight on them not that they don't anyway in the UFC but um, it's good to see a couple of them in there and neither of which are foregone conclusions not like a Nunes versus Anderson sort of fight where you know it's going to happen so two excellent fights there tops with Usman and Masvidal which even though we think it's going to be a pretty straightforward win for Usman it's still a, a great fight nonetheless and a chance to see one of potentially one of the greatest of all time compete there in Usman Another one that could potentially be a cracking fight, and that is Uriah Hall up against Chris Weidman at middleweight. Could be fireworks. 
Could be maybe Weidman looking for more of a dominant victory. But still, potentially, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, a couple of, couple of comeback kings. Yeah. Here. You mean, you've got, you got Weidman who's just desperate to get that big win just to get into the, the, the middleweight division, which is a bit of a mess. It's been a bit of a mess for a while now. So, But a mess creates opportunity for some of these fighters coming through. We've seen Holland jump jump ship, not jump ship, but sort of jump the queue. Q, That's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> and Vittori done the same. So Wyman's got to look to do the same as well if he's going to claw back those glory years. You are a hole on the other hand, coming off a well lackluster win over Anderson Silva, but a, a win over a great nonetheless. So a massive, massive fight for both of these. Whoever gets the win will, will jump into that top 10 with a big fight next. And the loser, you've got to think, is this it? Is this the last we're going to see? And well, last week I say make any kind of run at a title. So huge, huge implications there. And obviously a rematch as well. So of a fight they had back in New York years and years ago. Joe, this is a coin flip exactly according to Paddy Power. Nine and ten pair of them. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, difficult one really. I think probably Weidman. You know, because so much is riding on it, you'd probably want to going to use your wrestling, I would say. Maybe not might not win you the most fans, but can be time for that in the future once you get this one out of the way. Your eye Hall, you know, wouldn't put it past me if he sparked him. Obviously, that would be his, his route to victory, I would say. And Weidman has been finished a couple of times in the last couple of years. So, you know, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could pick a winner here. Maybe, maybe lean towards Weidman just because he can uh, grind a three-rounder. I'll probably agree with you there, Joe. I think probably with Hall, he's a bit gun-shy, isn't he? He's always a bit gun-shy. Yeah, he can be. And I think he can sort of freeze a little bit and Wyman's got to pounce on that and sort of take take uh, charge of the opportunity handed to him here. Can Jimmy Crook take charge of the opportunity handed to him in a big name in Smith making up the rest of the main card? Joseph, two of your favourites here, definitely. So yeah. which way are you leaning here? Yeah, obviously a good card all round, actually, prelims and all. Yeah, Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crook, Jimmy Crook on a roll, Anthony Smith rebuilding a little bit, maybe you could say that. That's a difficult one. This, I think, I think Andy Smith is he's kind of hit on hit or miss, isn't he? Really, you know, it's di- I think it's difficult to call with some of his fights. He, he started well against Glover, and he looked he looked fantastic, didn't he? And then he ended up like getting stopped, like just getting beaten on the ground. So it's, it's difficult to call. Bit up and down. I think if Smith comes out like he did in that fight and can can see it through for the three rounds, obviously only a three round here, not a main event here. Could have a lot of problems, but Jimmy Crook's just been on a roll at the moment. It's from that part of the world where they got they got a lot of momentum. They've obviously got a lot of good fighters coming through, a lot of good practice and sparring, all, all that kind of stuff. So I would probably lean towards Jimmy Crook just just because he's, he's got the youth, he's got the momentum on his side. Probably I don't know. Probably a bit bigger, maybe it's kind of uh, heavier in a way than 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 Smith. Smith maybe a bit more rangy. So fantastic little fight. Going under the radar a little bit, isn't it? And why, obviously, you've got three title fights kicking off the uh, or ending the main show. So, this one, I am really looking forward to it. But yeah, maybe uh, Jimbo will get this one. Oh, Jimbo. Oh, the Croton. The Croton. The Croton, name, of course. The Croton, souping about. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great fight. It's gone under the radar completely, but rightly so, in a way, because there's three title fights and you've got. Former champion Wyman on there. That's not even getting mentioned. No, really. Not at all, so no. <laughs> I'm I'm buzzing for it. It's nice to get a full card. My Wi-Fi will be up and running. Loving it. Gonna be a good weekend then. Any yeah, until Spurs get smashed six 0 in the final. They get points deducted. No, I don't. Luckily, I don't care anymore, Joe. <laughs> Any odds on that final one? What do you reckon? 
Um, I'd say I'd say Crute's maybe a slight favourite. Nice one to two on Jimmy Crute Smith thirteen to eight. Unbelievable. If you told me that a year ago, I'd, yeah, I'd say no chance, sir. But um, <laughs> the Crouton is the fav there, so you can, there's plenty of money to be made there. I think even when if you coupled up some of the slight favourites, so yeah, great card, great card. I'm buzzing for it. Absolutely. Well, that wraps us up then. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Mustard MMA. Check us out on the socials. Mustard MMA and at the Mustard MMA on Insta. MustardMMA.com for the latest blogs. Young Matthew's got one going up. Kind of mentioning Hall and uh, Wideman, funnily enough. That'll be going up very soon. It certainly will, Joseph. Keep your eyes and ears peeled on those ones. Yeah, and otherwise, leave a like and a comment and get involved on the social medias and all that good stuff. We're going to be building up. We've got guests coming on soon. We've got lots of plans. Obviously, once the restrictions are lifted a little bit, so we're going to start kicking off and we're going to be loving it. So thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time. And good and tag. Farewell.